You ready to go? So we had another location with another familiar face. And as you can see, you can hear the music going on in the back. And I'm here with the one and only. Please introduce yourself. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning to those who are watching it in the morning. And good afternoon to those who are watching it in the evening. My name is Julian Belief, and it's a pleasure to be here with my good friend today. Yeah, so welcome to Everything Cool. The tourists come over to chill on the beach But they don't come over the hill where we sleep We got nightmares and they got fantasies No sanity, it's just insanity My mommy hoping nothing happens to me This is Lord Jalen Willard. And I was telling Kellen who was helping me today. The last time we was there was three years ago before the pandemic. I'd had a good time. You know, a lot of artists came through. And ironically, it was the last time I saw MDs perform. So, you know, but before we go there, let's go all the way back. Actually, before we start every show, we always have a segment called the Bayman Word Phrase to say in the day. And we always give that to our guests. For me, it's oh. yeah, you see. Yeah, yeah, see, yeah, okay, okay, okay. That's how it's ending, you know. Yeah, you see. So, yeah, you see. So, as I was preparing, this has been a long time coming. I've known Julian for, I think since 2018. Yeah. So going from going down on Bay yeah. all the way yeah. to now, like, you know, being with you and seeing all different phases and stages. But I wasn't there in the beginning. And a friend told me, like, I didn't know this, but he was like, when you talk to Julian, ask him, who was EDJ? Whew. So, uh. if you know me from like a long, long, long time, like when uh. I was a teenager, um, EDJ was a singing group that I was uh. a part of. And um, that's where I really got my start in music. Okay. And um, it was Ellie, Durbin, and Julian, okay. and it was pronounced Etch. Oh. And um, the foundation of my music career it all started literally with Ali and Durbin. Okay. And I was like almost like the background singer of the group. And, you know, they were a little more older than I was. Uh -huh. So they was able to teach me a lot. And even at that time, we were doing like a fusion sound, singing okay. and mixing it. You know, and um, that's, that group is the reason why you actually could see Julian Believe today. Interesting, interesting. So going from the background, like what made you say, after a while, let me try to do this solo thing? Well, you know, life happens, eh? Yeah. And, um, you know, the guys had responsibilities that they could no longer, like, put to the side. Mm. Um, they were, like, five, six, seven years older than I was. Okay. And so, literally, uh, the opportunity presented itself for me to pursue a solo career. Mm. And um, it was very difficult in the beginning, but I had their support. And I think because of them, it helped to push me to to want to be a Bayman artist or artist from the Bahamas, for that matter. And um, that's how come you have Julian Believe. Yeah, because I, I always talk about this, and I was just talking about this last night. 
No one really talks about like the music scene in the mid to late 2000s. Right. And it's like a lot of the artists at that time, some still doing, some sort of transitioning to other career paths. But you sort of stuck through it before you came out with a more so a traditional R&B sound. Yeah. And then what was the switch for you? Because I think I was coming out of high school around 2010. And I think probably a little while after, that's when you started introducing the Caribbean side. And you sort of was pushing that for like a four-year period. Like when, when you first made so, it, like what that process was? What ended up happening was, um, you know, I loved R&B and I ended up, Moving to Philadelphia and signing my first record deal, record deal in 2009 okay. with uh, people responsible for like Freddie Jackson. It was a label called Hush Productions. Mm. And um, at that time, R&B was popping. R&B was what everyone was singing. And I had a singing voice to them. Okay. So I uh, wrote this song called Believe that literally just was a testimony of my life. So this was... You had Julian believe the name already before no. the song? Or? No. Okay. So my name was just Julian at the okay. time. Okay. The song was called Believe. Okay. And um, literally, uh, one of my friends and mentors, Monique, okay. who's the queen of comedy. Yeah. Uh, she always, Monique. Yes. <laughs> she always used to say, Julian, believe in yourself. Mm. So literally on my Facebook, I used to have Julian, believe in yourself. And when the song Believe came out, radio just used to say, Julian, believe. Mm. And I think 100 Jams and, and 104.5, they were the ones that just kept saying Julian Believe. And um, literally, I just stuck with it and kept going with it. And, you know, here I am today. And fast forward, mm. the Caribbean Slide was um, recorded in um, New York City 2010 summer. And okay. October of 2010 is when we released it. Okay. It took about four years to get it popular. Okay. And there was a switch because I really wanted, I saw a lot of people dancing on the floor, man. And Believe was just a, an inspirational song. It was a so song. But I wanted to get people up and moving. Mm. And I felt like I needed to create like an electric slide of the Bahamas mm. or of our day. And that's how the Caribbean side ended up coming about. Because I don't, I don't think I ever go to any like Bayman party or wedding where the Caribbean slide doesn't play. Like that, that becomes such a staple. Like it's almost like the cubic shuffle. It's almost like um, what's the other? It's slipping me right now. The other like you know family the cha -cha barbecue, slide, the cha cha slide, the electric slide, like, like you know the wobble, the wa like it's just a staple. Like you yeah. can't go to nowhere to no family function without the Caribbean slide. So what made you wanna? sort of grind the song out for such a long time because normally it, that used to be an old thing artists do most times especially post 2000 most people just put music out and if it don't hit it don't hit they don't work the song and not work it as long as you did i believed in the record and i knew that the goal was to have every bahamian person know the dance or want to try the dance mm. and when it played at a party a concert wedding etc my goal was just how Bahamians be able to do it the way that they did the electric slide. And it didn't matter how long it took. And so for me, I just, we kept going and kept going and kept going and kept going. And Because I remember even one time I was working in the mall and y'all had like a flash, flash mob in yeah. the sports center. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, okay, this is different. Yeah. 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 And you know, that, that was it. Yeah. We were having fun doing the flash mobs, popping up different places, and just building our foundation of it, uh, getting uh, content. Yeah. And we just knew that. The goal is for it to be big in the Bahamas first, then the Caribbean, then the world. Yeah. And the more we 
promoted it, the more we sung it, the more opportunities presented itself. And the four years just flew by. Yeah, because wasn't in the four years is when you performed at Miss World? Yes. Okay. So we released it 2010. Uh-huh. And I think late 2014, um, Christmas 2014 is when we did Miss World. And um, that was an experience of a lifetime. Like, for those who don't know, like, how does that really, like, how do you get to a point? Because when I saw it, I was like, interesting. And I made a mental note. And it wasn't until later, years later, I met you and your team. I was like, okay. I started starting to figure it out because I trying to, me being a fellow creative, try, you always try to figure out how you get to that next level. And that's that mountaintop you hit sort of early because we, we can get into the backstretch of all the other songs, but tell us about how you felt in that moment and the grandiose you in China. It was in China, right? Yeah. It was in China, you on that big stage, big, it was on CBS. Everywhere. It was on everywhere. You on Eon, Mass Public TV, you millions and millions of audience and this, you know, boy from the Bahamas doing this thing. So one of the things that I'm most proud of is my team and I, we were the first Caribbean artists mm. to ever grace the Miss World stage. Mm. And you know, who would have thought a song that blew up in the Bahamas would be able to be performed on that mountain of a stage. Yeah. And literally, I always thank the Miss Bahamas organization and Chantal and O'Brien, our yeah. reigning Miss Bahamas, mm-hmm. um, because she took the song and she performed it in China oh. at the Dances of the World section because every okay. girl has to showcase a dance from their country. Okay. They took it. They saw it and they didn't even tell her. Okay. And Chantal found out when I arrived that I was performing at it. You know, so like, that was the motivation, and that let us know four years later that you know the work that we did and everything that to get us to that point was not in vain. Mm-hmm. And I think that moment wasn't just for me. Mm-hmm. Every person that was a part of those flash mobs, every person that was a part of those performances, mm-hmm. um, the choreographers of the dance, mm-hmm. that that moment was for them. You know, yeah. so I. I'm always grateful that I was the one that stood there with the microphone. Yeah. But that was about the country. Mm. That was about all the creators who who gave up. All those who started it. And it's a lot and, that gave up. You know. <laughs> the way, you so. Know, and you know, because yeah. of that, uh. I keep going. Uh. You know. So. Now let's talk about the other signals. Like one of my favorite, I think you get the wine from is the living wine joint. Um, so, you know, wine party ambassadors. And even just embracing the soca sound, which, you know, around four years after you sort of started grinding out the Caribbean slide, we started adopted um, Bahamas Carnival. And then Bahamas started got exposed to the whole entire carnival circuit that was already going on in the Caribbean for many years. So talked talked about, you know, little going into that direction and sort of even collaborating with other Caribbean artists. and. You know, from the Beanie Mines and so on and so on. I think, I think it's important to not keep the culture here in the Bahamas. Of course. I think it's important to expose the culture to the world. And the Bahamas is a melting pot of cultures. You know, we're not one genre over here or one genre over there. People from all over the world are there. Yeah. And what I think we don't do enough is show off 
the diversity of our country, the diversity of our culture. Mm. And for me, I just wanted to be different. I just wanted to, I looked at those who were successful in music globally and I tried to pattern my career after them. So when I saw Bahamian with their fusion sound and I saw T-Connection and I saw Johnny Kemp, mm. you know, and Joseph Spence, all of these artists had a sound that the world, the beginning of the end, like all of them had a sound that the world loved yeah. and that the world could, un could understand. And for me, uh, that's what it was about. Mm. And that sound, when those foreign artists or the artists from the, the region or Carnival heard it, mm. they fell in love with it. Yeah. And through that, it's how I got the collaborations with the Bungees and the Beanies and, and, and all the others. Yeah. And I just really want our people to know that we've got to value the treasure that we have in our backyard. Indeed. Um, and I think a lot of times, like Dr. Miles used to say, people would die with their talent in the casket. I wouldn't pass it. So you're like, you know, so, you know, so it, to me, it's just about, I have this opportunity and I just want to share my talent with the world. And I just want to make sure that at the end of the day, Julian Believe gave his all to be the best artist that he could be on behalf of the Bombers. I love that. I love that. So was this around the time you started the coin, the term Junkanoo Pop? Yeah. So Junkanoo Pop actually... I give credit to Rick Harry for that. Um, yeah. I heard you say that before, yeah. like, you know, and yeah. actually, like, listening to how he was infusing the, the junk, the, go, the gourmet drums, and some of the, the scraping of the saw and things like that. Rick Harry's hands down, probably mm. the best producer when it comes to that sound. Mm. And back in 2005, Rick Harry was making those types of tracks mm. for me. And that's when I was exposed to it, and I was writing songs based on what he was sending me from then mm. and you know i just kept with it i just love what he did and i learned a lot from him and when people used to ask what's the genre it's chunking with a pop twist you know and pop is just popular music it's yeah. music from all over the world so, yeah, so it only made sense to me listen i feel like it was probably around this time that you started diverting yourself to do a more traditional Bahamian music, like getting into more of the junk canoe. And then this is, this is around the time we sort of met, because I had just launched TJT not that long ago. And then we, you sort of reached out for the whole campaign yeah. situation. So talk to us about, like, you know, making that and going down on Bay and everything like that. I wanted to find a way to get my music played on Bay Street. Okay. Because, you know, there's... You know when you, you made it when the Junkanoo uh. groups play your music. Mm. And I wanted a song that could be an anthem. Mm. And it was just one of those vibes when I heard the track. I was just like, I got to rep the country on this one, you know? And I think literally that that's why we, we went in that direction. We wanted to show people that, listen, we bought this for real. Mm. We bought the culture for real. Mm. And that's why we went so hard and partnered with all the Junkanoo groups, the dancers and... And that was a fun campaign, experience. You know? <laughs> and we wanted yeah. to highlight uh, those dancers because a lot of times certain people in Junkanoo get the credit for the work. Yeah. I wanted to celebrate those women. Indeed. Yeah. And I, I thoroughly enjoyed that whole going around and meeting yeah. the different groups. Yeah. We did all the major Junkanoo groups and, and colors. And I so, thank you for that. Yeah. I thank you for your role yeah. and believing in our vision yeah. and to be able to stand by us. Yeah. Place after place, group after group, video after video, yeah. countless hours and time that you guys just spent. And then even going down on Bay Street and like, you video know, doing the great, 
Yeah, doing the Bay Street performance the first time ever. We had a, a Bahamian artist perform main time John Canoe. Because I always tell the story about how we came down Bay Street Valley Boys. The, the play the play got the, the, um, delayed. They were supposed to go on at two. They ain't come down Bay Street until five o'clock in the morning. We waiting up. We like you know it was just crazy, but it it was trying to make it happen. But you know, so after that situation, it was you started doing more. So so. Commentary in society, you know, Dorian happened, and you had like uh, welcoming artists to more so come together for a great cause, you know, lend their voices, make music. You know, um, actually, Mr. Killer and those, you had concerts, benefit concerts, and things like that. So tell us through the, the process of you being a philanthropist. One of the things that I've learned is you've got to change with the times, you've got to adapt. And um, for me as an artist, I just wanted to show the country that, and the persons from Abaco and, and Grand Bahama and all the Bahamas that were affected by the storm that we believed in them and we wanted to encourage them and empower them. And I think as an artist, you have a voice mm -hmm. and you've got to use it yeah, not to your benefit, but also to the people that listen to you. Mm -hmm. And that was an opportunity on behalf of the country and on behalf of the Caribbean to showcase that, that the world loves the Bahamas, that the Caribbean artists, the different genres of music love and support the Bahamas and, and that I love the Bahamas and I was just glad to be a part of it, something that will live, outlive me, mm. you know, and now that's a song that anytime any island or is devastated by a storm, mm. that's their go-to and that's really what the win is for me in the end, you know, I'm just glad to be able to have something that will last. So, pivoting forward, Julian Believe, the business mind. Because it was actually at this party three years ago, you sort of debuted Julian Believe Wines. So tell us about that whole venture and you bringing it through, even, you know, launching in the pandemic and it gaining success. Boy, I, I like how a lot of this connect and I was around yeah. for a lot of it. <laughs> I just, I wanted to do something different. And uh, tonight, you know, a lot of the artists that, that mean a lot to me are performing. Uh, and um, 20, um, 2017, uh, Farman Api said to me, artists don't have a pension plan. That's true. So it's important to invest in something that can create a pension for you. Mm. Um, Believe Wines was it. And I wanted to be like Diddy, and I wanted to be like Jay-Z, and DJ Khaled, and Rick Ross, and... Yeah. Kanye, just having all of these just different being an stuff. Entrepreneur, like, you know, you, you already you have know. a brand established. Now yeah. it's time to diversify. Yeah. yeah. And I felt like, you yeah. know, I like getting the likes online, mm. but how do you convert that? Indeed. You know, I like being popular, but how do you convert that? Mm. And at the end of the day, for me, I, um, again, wanted to leave something behind, something that the Bahamian people would, you know, remember me for, and something that could be ours. And Believe Wines was just it for me and I am glad to have that and have something where I could put culture in the bottle mm. and something I can now invest back into mm. culture so you know the mantra of Believe Wines and the mission is all about investing in the arts and getting what we do to the world so what because you've been talking about legacy a lot and I think it's always important of any great individual after you sort of build yourself as a person and hone your crop, it's a side thinking about how you're going to leave your mark on earth. Because I, you know, Drake made this line popular. We here for a good time, not a long time. So it's like you got to 
get them out the most. And you know, Dr. Miles even said that too, because you just ain't want to go to the grave full with all this potential. You want to get it all out of your system. I think watching Ronnie and spending the last three years of his Ronnie life. Butler, that is. Ronnie Butler. Yeah. Spending the last three years of his life uh. by his bedside uh. and being able to learn from him and understand how he was a success and the wants and needs that he had. I always tell people, like, this Believe Wines thing was birthed from him uh. and it was inspired by him. And I just, he always said he wished that he had left something that Bahamians could remember him for other than his music. And I, I know he's up there watching and proud because something that we discussed, yeah. I was able to, to bring it to life and execute mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And I think you have no choice to make sure that the world knows that you're here or you Indeed. was here. Indeed. And for me, I, I just want to leave my mark. I just want to make sure that at the end of the day, people remember me for the good work that I would have done mm. and the impact that I would have had on their lives. Mm. You know, and when my kids and my grandkids mm. walk the streets one day that people always point to them and remember them and, and open up doors for them mm. because of the work that my team and I would have done. That's so true. legacy is super important. Yeah. And I just cloud to live in the moment. And not so many good people yeah. open up the doors and inspire me, man. Yeah, because... So, now, what's next on the agenda? Because I always rave about how I enjoyed myself the last time I was here, how you brought everybody out locally. So, what do you expect tonight? So, tonight, I'm still celebrating arts and culture, uh -huh. you know. I'm working on a lot now, um, business-wise, expanding Believe Wines. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sky's the limit with that. We're just going to see where it goes. Keep putting it out there. We got kiosks all over the place where people can have samples and, and patronize it if they'd like. But I, uh, tonight is about the artists. Mm -hmm. Tonight is about the people, you know? Tonight is about love, happiness. Uh, that's fellowship coming together, you know? It's been a few years. It has. You know, <laughs> a lot of people didn't make it to this moment, and yeah. tonight is about the love and the belief in one another. And all the artists that are coming out tonight, from Farming Happy to D-Mark, Veronica Bishop, Prophet Lawrence, Dyson and Wendy, mm. Nishi. Mm. You know, it's about them coming together, showing people the love, and Indeed. just making, making people feel good at the end of the day. So will you, will you see, like, Believe Wines going? Oh, we're going. All right. We're going to keep going. So and you we, think this, like, Julian's birthday party could be a more staple to where definitely. it could be an annual thing we get together? We okay. were planning this, this uh. one from... From 2019, we were okay. planning a 2020 and a 2021. Obviously, the 20, like you know, happened, happened. So. so this was three years in the making, yeah. and we won't stop. Okay. As long as I have health and strength, I will celebrate this, and this will turn into a an event that grows and grows and grows and grows and grows. Next time we meet off, something on the lake, boats in the lake, <laughs> stage in the lake. Anything you know, is might, possible. We'll do a believe. show here where people can park their cars <laughs> in the side and met up people in the kayaks or, you know, rowing the boats. I mean, ideas. You know, we'll try. Uh, you know? I mean, you can do anything once you believe. Amen to that. <laughs> <laughs> but I must say, it's been a pleasure Indeed. being a part of your journey. Thank you again. This has been an interview two years in the making. Thank you again for joining us on Everything Cool. May I have a couple people pass by for the end half, but you know.
We want to get to the festivities. See y'all later. Yeah, yeah, see. Hey, hey, hold up, hold up, hold up. All right. Which camera looking? Yo, yeah. hey, what's up, y'all? It's your boy, Julian Believe, and I hope you know everything cool. Yeah, everything yeah, see. Cool? Yeah, 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 yeah